Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. We are going through the book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. And on last week's episode, we talked about what the author, John Gottman, describes as the four horsemen, which are types of negative interaction between spouses. Uh, Just to quickly review, horseman one is criticism, horseman two is contempt, horseman three is defensiveness, and horseman four is stonewalling. And we go into a lot more depth about how each of the horsemen impact your marriage in that episode. So make sure you go back and check it out. But now that you've had that quick little refresher, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the first principle for making marriage work, which is enhancing your love maps. The love map is a way to determine where you are in your relationship with your spouse and how deep and intimate your friendship is with each other. Yeah, this is a foundational piece in our marriage coaching and something we emphasize in our discovery call, which is free, by the way, if you ever want to chat with us um, just for a quick hour, because as coaches, we have to learn uh, about you and your spouse and your relationship. So we know how to coach you towards success in your marriage. So it's not a one size fits all type of program. Um, You know, being marriage coaches, it's like we help you figure out where you are on the map yeah first. and how to move forward yeah so you know because then you can enhance it right but if you don't know are you uh, in the same state are you in different countries you know like where are you in the map um we we just talk about in that quick discovery call we can go through an exercise to determine their um strength areas like what are what are where are you on the map that you are on the same page um or on the same road i guess i should say with that example and then um you know what what are growth opportunities and so the book gives three exercises as a way to once you know where you are in the map to then enhance your love map and exercise one is Playing 20 questions. It's, you know, just a uh, simple way. You're just going to ask your spouse a series of questions um, that they have to try to answer about you. Um, And, you know, for example, we'll give you a few of them here. Um, One, name my two closest friends. Uh, Two, what is my favorite musical group, composer, or instrument? Or three, what was I wearing when we first met? And so uh, the the book tells you how you can actually turn this into a game, which will make it a little more entertaining, but it's just kind of a simple dabble into kind of getting to know each other again and, and learning a little bit more about your spouse, it, you know, and which can be really useful if you guys are starting off on, you know, totally, like, as you said, Julie, starting off in totally different states, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, on the map. Um, if If you're having trouble with that communication, this is just a quick dip the toe in the water and start to learn a little bit and really open up those lines of communication again. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit about that too. I think it was two weeks ago about like friendship versus fighting that 
just a simple game of 20 questions can help you establish that friendship again or reunite that friendship again. And so I love that this is still another like first step and enhancing your love, love map is to just keep that communication and those questions and the fun that can be um, around just playing a game of 20 questions. Yeah, and uh, exercise two is to ask open-ended questions. And these questions, of course, are not intended to be yes or no or even one-word answers, but to give you an opportunity to dive a little deeper into conversation and really kind of spark some of that conversation to to get it going. And a couple of examples of this are, um, how would you like your different to be... (laughs) How would you like your different? How would you like your life to be different three years from now? Um, Do you see your work changing in the future? And how do you see that changing? And what is your opinion on our physical home? Would you make changes if you could? And so that's a, you know, just in those three questions, that's a vast array of different topics that you could talk about, you know, to just really get that conversation rolling again. And what I love about open-ended questions is it helps like I said, with that foundation of friendship, but also it takes you and your spouse into this level of dreaming, which is something that I would say was lacking in our marriage um, for a little bit because it's like we're so practical and and financial like stewardship and everything that it was it was kind of like well you know if you talked about your house you know what would your dream house look like it was hard to even think about that because this is where we are in life and this is our budget and this is our home and let's be content with that, you know. But once we started asking those questions, even like, where would you like to vacation, you know? And then I could write down my vacation goals. It made us start um, knowing what we were working for and towards, like as our relationship together instead of, in my mind, I'm dreaming of something and Thomas is dreaming of something else and we're, you know, running our, our, our own lives in these directions of our goals. And so just that simple, like, open-ended questions will help you dream together and bring you together. And then you even get to accomplish goals and see the, the house that you want and the vacation you want to take. And, and that actually then strengthens your love and your relationship because you're um, I keep saying wanting to say on the same page, but I think it's like on the same road to go with this theme. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I think something you said about dreaming together, because if if you're if you're just kind of dreaming in your own world, in your own mind, and not communicating that to your spouse, you guys could be totally playing a game of tug of war. Like mm-hmm. you're going for your own goals over here, I'm going for mine over here, and they're just working against each other. Whereas if you start sharing those dreams with each other, even through a simple method like this of just starting to ask some of these questions to each other and get to know each other again, it'll open up that communication of dreaming. And, you know, you may realize, hey, the the goal I was striving for is not nearly as important or as exciting as, you know, what my spouse's was because uh, they're looking at it from a different perspective. You could see things from a whole different point of view and, you know, learn more about why they think the way they think. And, uh, you know, it really can just help you to go deeper and and not to be playing tug of war with each other. You yeah. can kind of turn and pull together, pull your marriage together in the same direction. Yeah, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Yeah. And then exercise three is called, Who Am I? And so this is where you're going, 
very deep. Uh, you're going to get into discussions with your spouse to learn about what has shaped them as a person from the good and the bad. And you'll talk about their triumphs and successes, as well as their, you know, injuries and hurts and just really being then that open book. Yeah. And, you know, when we say injuries and hurts, that that literally could be the physical, you know, but more than likely, that's going to be more of the emotional injuries and hurts that have shaped them uh, as as a person, shaped their personality, shaped how they enter into a relationship. And so, um, you know, a couple of quick examples on this one from the triumph side, uh, the positive side. uh, One of the questions could be, what has happened in your life that you're particularly particularly proud of. And then um, on the injuries and hurt side, um, what difficult events or periods have you gone through? And so really just kind of seeing more, you know, deep down into their soul about what's really going on and what brings them into the relationship, how it brings them, uh, how, how they come in. And, um, So, you know, those are the three exercises that the book takes you through. Um, But something I really loved about this chapter is just right in the title of this chapter. Um, I love that the first principle is called enhance your love map. I love that it implies that you can always grow your marriage, whether you're trying to repair it by going from bad to good or you're trying to go from good to great, that there's always a way to grow closer to your spouse. Yeah, I think we do this with other relationships, right? I think we can um, analyze, you know, if it's me with a, a close girlfriend or, um, you know, mother-daughter or sister, you know, you're like, well, it's been a while. Let's go have coffee. Let's go have lunch. Let's have a phone call. Let's catch up. And you pour yourselves out. And um, that may be more like I said, like a family relationship or a peer-to-peer Um, I don't know if you're a relational person, I think you're thinking about others. And then do we then put our spouse on the back burner? Do we ever think, I I think that's what gets confusing. Like when we are coaching people, it's like you choose to get married and then that pursuing stops, (laughs) but we still pursue our other relationships outside of marriage. I'm not saying crossing the lines there and appropriately I'm saying like good healthy relationships that you want to keep getting to know and and pour yourself out and be that open book to get deeper and closer and then yet I don't know why it's so scary and hard to do it with the person that you live with love are intimate with and get to spend the rest of your life with so don't forget about your spouse when it's so easy, maybe in other situations, even someone you work with or your boss or someone you manage, you know, like you're always working on relationships, whether you think about it or not. So now you need to think about working on your marriage. Yeah. And I think that that's why marriage is such hard work. Mm. Right. And I think you know, I, I don't want this to be misinterpreted, but that that old adage, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And those other relationships that you're talking about, you're not seeing those people most, most of the time in most scenarios, you're not seeing those people every day 
or even if you see them every day, like if it's a coworker, you're seeing them every day, you're not going home with them every day. You're not spending the most quality time with them. You may be working next to them at a desk at a desk next to them, or even, you know, parent or sibling relationship, even if you see them every day, you know, it's it's just not the same. You're not, you know, you're not sleeping in the same bed with them most of the time, you know, or, most or of the time. probably any time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you like go on a family vacation or something. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that one got away from me there, but you know, my my intent was good with that. But like, you know, I think that what I'm trying to get at is that that whole absence makes the heart grow fonder thing. If you're if you're not with those people all the time, you're thinking about them like, hey, what what's going on with that person? I need to I need to get together and catch up, catch up, <laughs> and and know what's going on. But when you're with your spouse all the time, or even you know the majority of time over any other relationship that you have, you feel like you're catching up because you're doing life together you're doing the most intimate parts of life together which you know are the the meals and raising kids and you know the bedroom and things like that that you're doing all that stuff with them and so you feel like you know them you know and so you feel like you don't have to pursue that depth to the relationship as much because you just should feel like you know what's going on but i bet that if you get into these questions you're not you're gonna realize there was more to it than than you even we we did that's exactly why we're doing this series on our podcast like um we love coming up with our own content and coaching and yet when we picked up this book uh, a few months ago we both i think this is the first book that we've both like been couldn't put it down i guess and talking about it and and we're like we have to share this so that's why we're doing it because we want to talk about it in these quick 10 15 minute podcasts but then if you go get the book you'll get to read the questions do the exercises together and really impact your your marriage yeah you'll get the full list of all the questions in the book so make sure you go pick it up uh, we have it easy access on our website marriagepuzzle.com books so you can just go and pick that up really easily um, but also make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so you get notifications when the next episodes come out uh, and release and make sure you're following us on social media at marriage puzzle Yeah, next week we're going to be talking about principle number two, which is nurture your fondness and admiration. So join us next week when we work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Have a great week.